morning, good morning. How we doing this morning? Amen. Well, let's stand on our feet and make our faith confession. Everyone. And let's say it out loud once again. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Whom the Lord has redeemed. From the hand of the enemy. Well, let's look to one another. Say, that's you and I. Amen. So let's make our church, our confession of faith, our belief, church confession of belief, what we believe. Let's say it out loud. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ. His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated again. We use the word Catholic. We know the word is a universal word, but the word Catholic means universal church. It does not mean the Roman Catholic church or whatnot, but these are our confession of belief. And it is so important in these last days that we are living in that you understand what it is that you believe. Because if you could be talked out of your belief, you will be talked out of it. Amen. And so uh, Paul warned the church of Corinth about these things or whatnot because there are people that can be in the body of Christ that can put you in error. And... Uh, and we don't want that to happen to you. Amen? Amen? Praise God. So we started a new lesson on, uh, and again, this new lesson that we're speaking about, it will go from September of this year, which is we're in September 23, into September of 24, meaning everything that we're going to be teaching on is going to be dealing with the subject of righteousness. Amen? Of righteousness. Now we're dealing with. <clears throat> I put uh, put this up for me, Bible. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter fifteen, and let's look at, at these two verses, verse thirty-three and thirty-four. These are one of our major foundation scriptures of the theme of the year. Uh, some of them will be changing as we go, but it basically is going to be set at the place that we're going to talk about righteousness. Amen. And so when we talk about righteousness, let me just, while he's getting that up, the word 
in verse, the scripture of 1 Corinthians 15, 34, it talk about awake. So the word awake means to arouse one out of their stupor. To arouse, to arouse one, you know, like the word rouses. It means, it means to rouse one's understanding. In other words, it's to bring you out of a spiritual stupor. Meaning this, self-righteousness has put us in one way of thinking, okay? It has put us in one way of thinking, and therefore, because of the fallen Adamic nature that we all were conceived in at one time, but now that you're born again, you no longer have the nature of the first Adam's a satanic nature. You have the nature of Christ in you because you're born again. But the problem with that old nature is, is that it left behind an unrenewed mindset. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with an unrenewed mind. So when you look at anything that you that you're confronted by, when you look at any crisis that you have that you have to deal with, that crisis that you have to deal with, you're dealing with it from a perspective of what? An unrenewed mindset. Okay? So an unrenewed mind is, is what? It's really the crisis or the criteria that is needed to go along with the new life of Christ that you've been born again with. So you truly, you're going to heaven. But until you leave the earth, God wants you and I to be what? Fruitful. God wants us to be, you know, to bear what? Much fruit. So you can't bear fruit. You can't bear fruit if you don't have a renewed mindset. So everything in our life that you and I, that we have to deal with, we're dealing with, if I got a crisis and I'm struggling to meet the need, I'm struggling to walk in the victory that of whose I am, it is because of an unrenewed mindset. Now, it doesn't mean that you, uh, when we say unrenewed mindset, that means you don't have the full impact of direction of understanding or of the wisdom that God requires you to have to walk in these truths. That's why we have these classes, so that you can grow in wisdom. You can grow with understanding. You can grow in revelation knowledge of how to actually put the feet on the ground and say, I'm going to walk this out by faith. When we say we're going to walk something out by faith, I'm not depending upon the elements, the substance of this world. I'm not depending upon the medical this or that or whatever. I'm depending upon God. Now, whatever God says to me, then I take of the elements of this world system or whatever that is, if he desires for me to do that. See, what am I doing? I put myself in position, first of all. I make myself accountable to him and him alone. Then I trust him through the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to lead me what I need to do.
If I need to borrow money for something, then I begin to allow him to lead me where, how to go about doing it. If I need to, if, if I can't trust him just for, uh, uh, for, for healing in my body and he begin to lead me where I need to go or what medication I need to take or whatever. But you're doing it by faith. You're not just doing it in a random way of just doing of an unrenewed. If I got a cold, well, let me give me some uh, sinus medicine. I remember they used to have that uh, sinus thing or BC. I don't know how I remember all that. But this, that's how far I, you know, that's the last time I know of any type of medication. I know they got so much stuff out there today, but, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, even I never took it, but I remember BC powder. No, remember that? You know, you know, or what? But you know, my point is, is that you can start living from the place to where you. Don't, good morning, brother George. You don't have to. You don't have to take these things. But it starts not when you're in a crisis mode, not when you have an issue. It starts when things are good in your life, when your health is okay, when your finances are okay. So what do I do? I begin to start trusting him little by little. So as I get older or whatever I'm confronted by, I can rely upon, I have a working knowledge of trusting God in this place where I am. If he brought me this far, then God, I can trust you right here that you're going to lead me what to do. But you can't wait till you get in a crisis mode and say, I'm going to trust God. Nope. You need to do whatever is necessary to get out and then begin to say, Lord, help me in this so I don't ever see this again. You see the difference? So we're talking about arouse your understanding to the place of a, of a renewed mindset. Because remember, every failure or every shortcoming is due to an unrenewed mindset. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, when we say um, uh, an unrenewed mindset, meaning you just don't have the knowledge of that. You don't have the understanding of how that works. But that's why you're here. That's why you hear the word. And when you hear the word, you say, oh, that's all I had to do. And then you begin to do it. You begin to act on it. Why? Because you heard the truth. You heard someone explain it to you in a manner that was now you can do it. Can you see it? Let me show you this. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to this. Look at uh, Romans. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, they didn't want to agree with it. Okay, okay. Well, Paige, um, Romans, <laughs> Romans chapter 12, <laughs> and look at verse 1 and 2. I had to catch my thought there for a moment. <laughs> well, I guess I don't know who's going to be back there. I got I to gotta look and see. I, I'm used to calling Casey. All right, Casey, let's go here. <laughs> All right, notice this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, now, what are we talking about? We're talking about righteousness because righteousness simply means right standing with God. Say that with me. Righteousness means right standing with God. Say it again. Righteousness means right standing with God. Or should I say God's righteousness means 
right standing with him. Now notice this, through Christ Jesus. So that's how your righteousness is obtained is through Christ Jesus. Why? Because he already conquered. He already won. He already done the conquering for us. All we're doing now is partaking of what he's already won. We are walking with the goods that he stripped away from the enemy. That's what you and I are doing. We're walking with the goods that Jesus used. Whatever Je- what did Jesus use? He used the word. He said, it is what? Written. Man should not live by what? Bread alone. That's Matthew 4. And that's Luke 4. We'll get to those things as time goes on. But it said, man should not live by bread alone, but how? By every word of God. Notice I said every word. Man should not live by word, by bread alone, me living by the flesh, but he should live by every word of God. I can afford to miss a meal. Two or three meals, but I can't afford to miss the word. You got to have the word of God. Why? Because the enemy is lurking for your understanding. He's, he's trying to put blinders on the eyes of your understanding. He's trying to get you to give up on the truth before you ever get to it, before you ever start walking in it. Because if you ever start walking in these truths, then guess what? His goose is cooked. Because he can't hold you no more as a hostage. He can imprison you in your thought life. But we imprison ourselves because of a lack of knowledge. Okay? And that's why Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. See, a living sacrifice, if it was a dead sacrifice, well, it couldn't do any choice. It had no choice. But a living sacrifice, you have to choose to will your will to allow the spirit of grace to function through you or to allow the gospel of grace to function through you. See, that's what the difference between a dead sacrifice, meaning it has no choice. It just presents. A living sacrifice is one willingly every day, wake up every day, I'm living for Christ. Right? My behavior, my action. Remember I talked about in the last lesson, these, these clothes, they cover my nakedness. Right? Well, that's what you're doing. The life of Christ that's in you is, notice that you're putting it on. It's a display like these clothes. It's a display to my body. Well, you're putting on the life of Christ that's in you. You're wearing it as a display. Tell me, tell me you already made it. You know, you know, as a display, that display means everyone can see through how I speak, my behavior. You see what I'm saying? That's how they can see us with Christ on. They can't see Christ, but they can see the behavior through my attitude. Right? How, how, how I carry myself. What, you know, uh, how I handle people. What am I doing? That's a, I'm putting on the life that's in me. See, it's already there, but no one knows it's there until they hear me speak, until they see how I behave, until they see how I display myself. That's what a living sacrifice do. We are always 
on display. People are always watching you. I don't care if it's just your next door neighbor. They know you went to church today. Hmm? They know you at church. But they're not so much interested about how you sit in church because they know you're going to behave well in church. They want to see what your attitude is when, you get, when, you know, when you're not in church. You know, y'all hollering, husband and wife hollering at each other, you know, in the yard. Well, you're blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, they go to church and praise the Lord. Oh, I know them people right there. They just went to church. Huh? Is that right? Or what they will say. It's like, do I really want to, do I really want to go to that place? Them people are fake. How many see what I'm saying? So to take away those scenarios, you have to present yourself as a living sacrifice. That means you're making a consecrated decision. I'm going to live my life in the way that Jesus gave it to me. You no longer live your life the way you, you know, well, this is how my mama made me. This is how my mama told me. You know, look, baby, this ain't your mama. Right? No, I know y'all love y'all mama. I love mine too. She's going to be with the Lord. But, you know, mama has some way that wasn't always like Christ-like. Amen? Right? Ne- neither do we. Okay? But we're growing. So the thing about it is a living sacrifice is one that present themselves. This is not a one-time occasion you do this. You have to do this every day. You have to do it sometime every occasion. You go to the store, you know, and, you know, you're trying to get the person help. And they over there, are you trying to make a return? They on the phone. You ever been at, you know... Walmart, and you're trying to make a return, and they're like, you're not even there. And they're looking at the nail. Well, guess what? That's my opportunity to grow. Oh, no, I'm not going to let this get to me. And it's not going to stop me from being polite. And it's not going to stop me from saying, when you do finish my track, thank you so much. Have a great day. I refuse to let her Whatever going on, get in me. You're on display. Right? Yeah, well, you know, the new Walmart today, I mean, you know, like right down the street, I mean, they got some nice clothes, boy. They got some nice clothes in there. And you see those display? It makes you want to, it's not the same Walmart. It makes you want to walk around a little bit, make you want to browse around in it. Well, that's the whole idea of school because they want you to spend more money. No, no. <laughs> but my point is, is that notice this. I'm just trying to show you those things they put on display is to get your attention. Well, that's what you're doing. You're getting the world's attention. You're getting your next door neighbor, your unsaved neighbor, your unsaved relative. You're getting their attention by the way you behave every day by the way you speak in all manner of life. Okay, they're waiting. They know you they know you came to church today. But I'm not interested right now. I'm gonna I'm interested in see how you're gonna behave later on. 
That's, that's, that's what people do. That's what the devil do. So if you set your mind, and that's what it is, you have to set your mind to walk in these truths all the time. It doesn't mean you're not going to make a mistake. When you make a mistake, you say, Lord, forgive me for that. You'll know. Lord, forgive me for that. I'm going to correct that. I'm going to correct that. I'm going to clean that up right now. How are you going to clean it up? You find out what the word of God says about that, and then you begin to part planting that word in that place. What you repented of, what you uprooted, now you plant the truth of what you want in there. So the next time an occasion arrives, I'm going to speak what I've been meditating on, not what I used to live by. Does that make sense? That takes effort on your part. That's what a living sacrifice is. A living sacrifice is laying down one's life. And you're partaking the one that has given you life. Jesus is the one that gave you and I life. Right? Yeah. So notice this. Paul said that you present your body, what? A living sacrifice, notice this, holy. That's not, that doesn't mean what you wear. The, the, the holiness of God, everything comes out of your spirit. Whatever God is requiring of you, whatever the word is required, because your spirit, your born-again spirit already produces it. Holiness is not a root. Holiness is a fruit. Your behavior. How, how you speak to people. Now you're walking in your, now you're walking in holiness. Hmm? Ladies, you know, having on a long dress with no makeup on, that don't mean you're holy. Or put your hair in a bond, that don't mean you're holy. Right? Guys, you know, you have your long sleeve shirt on, you know, and, 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 you know, it might, and it might well be white, you know, that don't mean you're holy. That don't mean you're pure. You see how we put a lot of rituals on the external part? And we got so far from the truth. Now we don't even know what the truth is. But I'm teaching you that word holy, it is part of your behavior modification. Another word for holy, you could say sanctification. When you are sanctified means to be separated. That means to come, uh, come away. That means you are a part of a different way of thinking, a different lifestyle. So the moment you got born again, you were sanctified. You were set apart. Not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did. Now you're learning how to walk in that sanctification. You're learning how to walk in that holiness. That holiness here, you're learning to be like God. Ah, look at y'all. Y'all didn't know y'all. You're learning to walk like God. You're learning to be like God. Because that's what you, you have his life in you. But an unrenewed mindset will stop the righteousness, the power of God's righteousness from ruling and reigning in your life through Christ Jesus. The enemy wants you to always be speaking, what? Filled with fear. Filled with doubt. 
filled with, well, I don't know. Sometimes I know, sometimes I don't. No. You always know. Why? Because Christ in you, the anointing of God's anointed one is always with you. I may not know in my head, but in my spirit, I do know all things. And when you take time and pray in the spirit, when you take time and pray in other tongues, what are you doing? You're praying the perfect will of God to come forth. And the Holy Spirit is the one to bring that truth to the eyes of your understanding, just like if you're looking at a computer monitor, you hit a button and you want something to come up, then what is it doing? It's bringing it before your eyes. Why? Because you hit the button. Well, the, computer, the, the, the Holy Spirit is the one that will bring it up on the monitor of your mind so that you can see. I mean, you know, I mean, I got this little device right here. I mean, look, man, I can, you know, <clears throat> I can, you know, if I, if I put this thing, uh, hit this Google thing or whatever, and I just say, well, you know, uh, uh, I want to know uh, NFL scores. Well, I just hit that little thing. Well, guess what? It showed me already. Well, like, I guess it's last week, I guess. I don't know, but I'm just showing you. The 49ers won 30 to 12. What did it do? I had to do what? Hit buttons for the display, right? Well, how do you hit the button? How do you hit the button for the display for uh, for you to see what God's word says? You have to speak. You are the righteousness of God. You have to speak. What you say, my brother? See, I wanted to make sure I acknowledge you this time. See? He told me the last time he said, "Well, Pastor, I got something to say about this." You acknowledge everybody else, but when I first came, you didn't give me no big thanks or nothing, you know. <laughs> but y'all follow me? No, no, you have to, look, you have to be able, if you're going to present yourself wholly acceptable to God, you have to speak from the righteousness of whose you are. You can no longer speak of a self-righteousness, a self substandard way of speaking or trying to be politically correct. No, you got to speak from a perspective of what God has already done in you, for you, through you, but it's in Christ Jesus. So if you're not speaking from the perspective, let me give you an example. If you're not speaking from a perspective, just say for our prosperity, God has already prospered you. Hmm? But if you if you are outwardly thinking is what I got to do to get it, that's where you're going wrong. Let me show you something. I'm gonna come right back to this. Second uh, Corinthians uh, page, uh, chapter nine, and look at verse eight. And 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 I think this what classic amplify put that verse of scripture. Notice this. And we're going to come back to this because I need you to see this in verse 2. But 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and look at this in verse 8. And it talks about, and God is able. If you notice it, it starts, and God is able. It didn't say you were able. You see, this righteousness that you are partaking of is his righteousness. But it's through Christ Jesus. This prosperity that you're taking up 
It's his prosperity. But it's through his grace. His grace is Jesus Christ. Hmm? Yeah, Jesus is grace. But notice alone that came with grace came truth. Right? So notice this. And God is able to make all, how many grace? All grace. Healing, protection, right? Provision, forgiveness of sin, all grace. God is able to make all grace abound, all grace, every favor and earthly blessing. Every favor. Stop trying to cater to people to get favor from them. I'm going to go see such and such so I can, you know, I can get, see, I can get some favor from so I can, you know, they, they'll know who I am. Man, you have already been favored. You already been approved by God. And you're seeking for substandard people to approve you? When you got the one that's in you that paid the price for your approval, you didn't, I hadn't done anything for it. That's why it's grace. That's why it's favor. Because why? It has to be unmerited. It has to be in a way to where you didn't do anything for it. Because if it was merited, that means you did something to earn it. There's nothing you and I can do to earn God's favor. God did it all on his own because he loved you. That's what you got to see. God loves you. And if you don't, you don't really get and uh, understand how much God loves you, then you're going to have a struggle in walking in this righteousness. Because self-righteousness will only take you so far. And you know, and let me just say this while I'm talking about that. You, you have to have some self-righteousness, you know, based on, you know, the job market. You know, uh, if you do a good job or whatever, you know, your self-righteous is showing that, hey, I qualify for a promotion or a pay raise. Okay? That's not what I'm speaking of. You need to have that, you know, to increase, okay, on the job. But when I'm talking, the righteousness I'm talking about, uh-uh, you lead that outside. And look, when you walk in the righteousness of God, I'm telling you, you're going to really outdo yourself when it comes to self-righteousness. Because that righteousness that's in you, it's going to cause you to do things in a high, on a higher level. Hmm? You're going to live life on a higher level. You know, sometimes I, I see paper on the ground, you know. Whether I'm at the store or whether sometimes I see baskets just in the middle of the, I take the baskets with me, put them in the. Do I have to do that? No. Or I see paper later, I pick it up, put it in the. Do I have to do that? No. Well, what caused me to do that? That righteousness, that right standing with God, that love. Well, Pastor, they pay people to do that. I know that. I'm not doing it for that. It's the excellence of Christ in me that's doing that. Remember, I'm wearing it. 
People can't see your God in you. You got to wear it. So you wear it by what? Get in the basket. I mean, one day, you know, I was at Super One and I saw a basket and the Lord said, okay, get down over there too. Right now. Put that in there. And he said, well, why would the Lord have you to do that? I'm wearing Christ. A lot of times it's a test. See, when you follow something that doesn't really have no value, it's not going to mess with your walk one way or the other, but it's teaching you how to depend upon that voice, that witness. See, we want to hear God in something that is really traumatic, something that I... How can you hear him when that's great trauma when you can't hear him? Go get that basket. Or sometimes I see people, they, rather than put their basket in the car, they, they just put the basket, they just put the basket by somebody's car. Boy, I, I dislike that. Because one of them, that's my car. And I can't tell you how many times they done done that. And, and look, the, the thing could be right there. They just, and keep some of them from, 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 you know, shaming themselves. I said, I'll take that basket, sir. I know it blows people's minds sometimes when they, when they, you know, especially at Lowe's or whatnot, you know, you got these big old cars. This guy saw me preparing my back up there. I was coming up with two of them. Man, he ran out there to get those things. from. I'm just... That righteousness causes you to live on another level. Now, that's for me. Now, for you, that may not be nothing. That, that may be something else. Well, Pastor, I can't see myself going out there big enough. Now. <laughs> right? I'm just trying to, I'm just using something that we encounter every day. So I don't want to see none of my people. As in this room that love the Lord, you ain't put that basket up. I'm going to say, Bobby, put that basket over there where it's supposed to go, you. <laughs> no. But see, and God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you. How? In what? Abundance. You got to change your mindset to walk in that right standing with God. See, you didn't do anything to get yourself here. What makes you think you got to do something to earn it? You can't. If you could earn it, it's not grace. So God don't do for us because we earned it. Say, well, God going to do good to me this week because I came to church today. I, I kept my word. I came to church today. The devil came too. <laughs> right? No. You being in church doesn't mean that God going to show more favor to you. Are you kidding me? 
God favored you from the foundations of the world. Before you was even, you, you, before you was even a thought in your parents, in your mother's womb, God had already favored you. That's how far your favor go back. So what do you think you're going to do to earn God's favor in your life? The only thing you and I can do is accept it. Accept his love. Accept his goodness towards you. Not based on anything else but Christ alone. Accept it. And anything that you're not doing that may be struggling with because you see the love and the goodness of God in your life, little by little, you're going to start shining away from this, shining away from that. No one need to tell you what you're doing. You already know it. It doesn't stop God from living in you because you drank the fifth of, uh, 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 what is that? Boom form last night. I don't even know they still make that. In my day, that's what we had. We had boom form. We couldn't afford nothing else. <laughs> Severe headaches. <laughs> that's in the old day, amen. So, you know, but, you know, we weren't always saved, amen. So, it said, and God is able to make all grace, every favor, and every blessing come to who? See how it's a personal pronoun? Come to you. You got to see you in that verse. You got to see you. Come to you, how? In what? Say the word out loud again. Abundance. Say it again, abundance. That's what you got in your life. That's what's inside of you. You have God's abundant supply of healing, health, forgiveness, redemption. I mean, you have everything in you in the fullness. Notice this. So that you may always under all circumstances. You know, circumstances is, huh? You the circle, circumstance. You know, you circle. Circumstance. No matter what the circumstance are. See? Whatever the need may be, the need be self, self what? Sufficient. Possessing enough to require what? No aid or support. And furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. That's what's in you right now. But it's in a seed form. You have to awake to the righteousness of God by faith. That this is who you are. God is able to make all great. I don't care what your life was like. I don't care how many mistakes you made. I don't care if you didn't have an eighth grade education. I don't care if you can't read, but on a third grade level, none of that matters. <clears throat> Not with God. Hmm? Not with God. You possessing his righteousness. 
hmm? to be honest with you, those who got the education, maybe 12 years of school, four years of college, or two years, two and a half years, like myself in some trade school, those are the ones of the Nick Kampoop. Because they think their smartness has got them where they are. It's not just smartness. Those are the ones at times have, it's the hardest to receive. And I'm just, sharing, I'm just sharing with you why. Because a lot of time you look at your education, you look at where you come from, you look at this, you look at that, and you think that because you got a nice little house, you got a nice little car, and you think that's favor or you think that's prosperity. <clears throat> no, the way our system is today, anybody can afford a nice car, a nice car. All you got to do is have a little, a little credit score, a good little credit score. A good little credit score, then now they don't mean you can maintain it, but you can go get it. Right? That's not prosperity. Thank God that you can use your name and your credit to do good things and et cetera. But that's not what the prosperity I'm talking about. It's it's the blessing. Okay, Kate, I mean uh, uh Paige, put this up. Uh Proverbs 10 22. Proverbs 10, 22. What am I doing? I'm trying to wake you into a different way of thinking about whose you are. Proverbs 10, 22 says the blessing. Everybody say the blessing. See, the blessing is the empowerment. That's what you are empowered with. You are empowered or you are endued with an assignment, an appointment. God has a, a designated purpose of your geographic or where you are. He has, a, he has a purpose of your time of span of life. While you're here, you, there's a purpose. You are blessed for a particular purpose, for a particular time, for a particular season. But if you try to look at yourself to think that you empower through what you do, through your education, through the color of your skin, and all that crazy junk that don't have no value to God, then you, you, you are ludicrous. You lost it. It's not based on any of this. It's based on, from the foundation of the world, what God had already destined you to be. Uh, Sister Cheryl, get up there. Change this verse. Change this for me for a moment. No, and watch this. The blessing of the Lord, it make truly rich. Did it say your career, your schooling? Now, I'm not, look, look. I'm not putting down schooling. Okay? I'm not putting down education. I think according to what God called you to, you, you need the education, okay? You don't have to, but I think it's more profitable, all right? But notice what it said. It's the blessing. It's the thing that God put in you. It's the thing that God put in you through the birth before your mother and father came together and you was in that birth. And there. It's 
what is God had already put on you before you got saved, before you ever knew you were going to get saved. The blessing of the Lord, it truly make, it truly rich. Make, it make rich. What make rich? The blessing. The call, the assignment, the appointment on your life. That's what make you rich. So you need to be happy in your own skin. Hmm? And it adds no sorrow with it, neither does talling increase it. Whoa. Some people have to tall. No. Mm -mm. Psalms 139, verse uh, 14 through 16, put it in the NLT. Before you live one day, this is what I want to show you. Before you live one day of your life, God already had your life laid out. Before you live one day, all the days of your life was laid out before God. He just waited for the time. God just entered into the time of lifespan with your parent to, to put purpose of what he already had for you. Huh? Psalm 139, verse 14, 16. Watch this. Put it in the NLT. <clears throat> I will confess and praise you. For you are fearfully and wonderfully and for the awful wonder of my birth. Now, this is amplified. Wonderful are your works and that my inner self knows right well. Can y'all put that in NLT? Okay. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. And that's what you are. You are wonderfully complex. That's why everybody can't understand you. Saying, I just can't understand you. I know I'm wonderfully made. When God made me, that was it. That's the truth. That's the reason why if you're really not functioning in the thing that God has given you the right to carry your life in. You know, some people say, boy, I tell you what. She's just in everybody's business. Y'all ever heard that? <laughs> well, but, but you see, that they're working the thing that God purposed for, but in a wrong manner. Right? Kind of like a drug head, a dealer. He's a businessman or she a businessman, but in the wrong way. Wrong business. Well, God put that in him. He didn't put that in to do drugs. That's the perversion of the works of the devil. But God already put in them to be a salesman. And they be good at it, right? Just like minding somebody else's business, they good at getting in somebody else's business. Well, you know, they may need to be an attorney. That's what an attorney does. He in your, he in your business. You mess up and his car, he in your business, right? And they find out things about you say, well, how did you know that? He's an attorney. He, that's why he's in your business. He know how to mind your business, right? 
I'm just trying to show you different things. You know, this man is a former police officer. So he's going to see things that you and I don't see. Right? What, what am I trying to, what am I trying to, well, he didn't come up there on his own. That's God. It says, your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. I mean, well, Brother Richard, he retired from the military. I mean, how many people go in the military that goes that three years, four years now? Oh, I'm out of here. I just want to get I just want to get me a GI Bill so I can get me some money and go to school to this and that and blah blah blah. This man made a career. You can't do that on your own. I can go through each one of you. Each one of you have a gift inside of you. It comes from God. You are fearful. You see what it says? Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. That's why sometimes people say, girl, I just can't figure you out. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. See, your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Now, watch this. This ain't, this ain't the verse I want you to see. Keep going. Uh, page. You watch me. Listen. This is God now. David saying that you watch me as I was being formed. In utter seclusion. Do you understand what I mean? Baby, you, 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 you are in the mind of God. That's why you should never let your mistakes, your missteps, your blunders. And you say, well, you know, Pastor, I made a lot of mistakes. This is just the best I can do. No, Shad, based on that old identity, that's what they want you to look at. You're born again. You cannot change, just like you cannot change the left the, the stripes on a zebra. You cannot change what you are in Christ. Your old identity is just what it is. But your new identity, that's what you got to partake of. And we're trying to live this life of Christ through the old failure of us, the mistakes we made, the bad we did. And if you're not careful, you got some old bitter person want to hold you hostage right there. Every time they see, well, you know, you know, you know, he ain't no good, shall I? Don't y'all hold conversation with folks like that. That's a root of bitterness. They're offended and they want to sow that root of bitterness in you. That same seed. I'm telling you what I know. You watch me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark 
of the womb, woven together. You know, the, the only thing I can think about that is kind of like how you ladies like to do crochet. Anybody in ever did crochet or whatever? None, none of y'all. You did crochet before. So you know, you you woven, knitting that stuff together. This is what this talking about. But God was the one doing this. Everything that you need to be you. Everything you needed. When you came out, you came out with something. You can't help if you came out black. You can't help if you came out yellow. You can't help if you came out white. You can't help if you came out brown. Whatever. God gave all that. It's not the color. It's the substance that's in that. Woven together in the dark of the womb. That's not even the verse I want you to see. But watch this. Give me the next verse, all page. You saw me. Oh my God. Look at the next word. Before I was. But what? Oh man, I could do 25 push ups right there, just on that right there. <laughs> Well, I might have sit down and breathe a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? But notice, <laughs> I, you saw me before I was born? I mean, think about that. Each one of you that's in this room, that's listening to me by faith, God saw you before you were born. That's why you don't let no one hold your blunders to the place to remind you that's you, Shad. That's the best you're going to do. That's all you got. No. I may have missed, messed up 1,500 times or whatnot. I can't do nothing about that. But this new life I got in me, I can allow all my mess up because someone paid the price for all my mess up and all my mess up it don't make no difference what you hold hostage. He, he wiped it clean. So that means something wrong with you, Shad. Because he cleansed me with his blood. And people don't want you to move forward. Hmm? They want you to stay whatever you are now. I'm saying this to you. I don't care where you've been in life, how you did it in life. You and I don't belong to the world. You belong to God. Only God in you can make right what was wrong. You can't make right of your past. You guess why you have to keep moving forward. Your past was not a part of God's plan. You understand what I'm saying? But God graced your life and brought you through it so that you could hear about his plan for your life. Hmm? But he already knew everything that I was going to do before I even did it. Good, bad, or ugly. He knew. Thank God I came out of the ugly, right? The bad, right? So I want to live my life, the rest of my life, what? Walking in the good. Amen. Yeah. 
You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Did you know God got a book on you? I'm just trying to show you, Shad. Awake to righteousness. His righteousness through Christ Jesus. Stop laboring yourself through your past. Stop allowing people to hold you hostage in your past. Get away from them. Relatives are the worst. Begin to live your life in the manner, Lord, if you don't really know all that God, you can live a clean life before him in the life that he gave you. If nothing else, you awaken this morning. How grateful I was I was able to open my eyes and put my feet on the ground and knew I was in my right mind. And you can go to the bathroom by yourself. You can hold it. You don't have to wet the bed. You don't know how big that is to a lot of people who can't, who can't hold it. They wet the bed. They embarrass. They don't. You understand what I'm talking about? But all that could be rectified if we can get the gospel to them. So you don't even know how blessed you are. If you can go to the bathroom by yourself, you can hold it. So people complain, people murmur. You don't even know. I mean, in the early morning class, I, I shared we was on the way. This guy, he had a McDonald's shirt on, so I, and it looked like he was coming from work in his McDonald's uniform. But before he went home, he went to Walmart, so the McDonald's right there, so he went to Walmart. He got grocery in both hands. He's walking home. Kudos to that guy. I mean, he's not making no complaint. He's not making no excuses. He's doing whatever he got to do. To do what? Until the battle shows up. I almost cry. I know what that's like. But you got to go to the store and you got to walk to the store. And you got to hold your grocery. Man, let me tell y'all, you got, we got so much to be thankful for. Hmm. What I'm trying to show you Huh? Oh, the message? Okay. No, you, I, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out. Nothing you did surprised God. Nothing you're going to do surprise him. He's not going to even hold it to your charge. 
He's going to look at you, Brother Joe, through the lens of what Jesus did. That's all God sees, the victory that his son won for you. You just got to be awakened to the righteousness of who you are. Now, your neighbor hold you hostage. Hmm? Your relatives may hold you hostage. You ain't got to hang with them. Find you some new friends. Right? They say, well, Joe, you don't never come over no more. Well, you know, my life has changed. Well, what's, going on? what's changed about you? See, they won't be nosy. Well, you know, Joe, you've done that before, and you know how you always go back. See what they're doing? Trying to program you. You got to know whose you are. And you are not God's own because of what you've done. So, you know, God don't, God, God don't, God, God don't want to have nothing to do with you. Who told you that? God loves every human being. Every human just don't love God. Hmm? Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Whoa. That means God knows tomorrow what tomorrow going to bring you, each one of us. You know what you're going to do? How you going to do it? Oh, God. Man, you know, every time I read that scripture, it's just like, oh, my God. It, it puts you in a place, I want, I want to live my life the way you have it the way you obtain it. I don't want my life to be nothing else. I don't care what mistakes I made. I can't do nothing about that, but I can do something about right now. It's not about yesterday. It's right now. What you going to do right now? Right? Okay, Paige, put that in the message. Uh, Sister Perla said we need to look at it in the message. Let's look at that, that verse of Scripture in the message. So can you, but can you see it? Can you, can you understand how much God loves you and how, why you need to be awakened to his righteousness in Christ Jesus? Look at this. <clears throat> oh, that's verse 16. All right, now watch this. Well, let's just start at verse there. Oh, yes, you shaped me. You shaped my first inside, then out. <laughs> Who shaped? He did. We just, we just used it wrong. Hmm? That's like some people, they don't even understand. They're thinking God made them a male, they want to be a female. God shape you. you. You can't change that, Shaq. You can change all the body parts you want. You still a male in the eyes of God, or you still a female. Your bones testify to it. They don't testify of what you try to make yourself a just. No, your bones.
testify. It's in your bone. That's how deep that goes. And these people that live that, that lifestyle, they think it's hate because we're talking against it. No, the hate is what Satan got them doing because what he he's trying to create a generation. He's trying to create a population toward himself. This is what he's doing. This is what he's trying to do. Oh, but God got a plan. There are many who have changed their lives to that, to that gay lifestyle and have reversed it back. Hmm? I'm telling you because it's, it's, it's not, it's filled with death. And Satan is out to try to make himself a what? A, a, a population. That's what he's after. He want to use God's creation so that he could say he like God. No, you nothing like God. Hmm? That's why when you got people in that lifestyle and the Lord give you an open door, you need to take every opportunity and share with them. I'm telling you. You can't win nobody when they're dead. You can only win somebody back in the right standing while they're alive here because once they're dead, they, they are set forever wherever they are. Oh, you understand what I'm saying to you? Oh, yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. This is why I said nobody can, you can't change what God made you. God created all human beings. You got some male traits and female traits in us because we come from each other, right? I thank you. Hi, God. You are breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made. Bit by bit. How I was what? Sculpture. From nothing into something. Like an open book. You watch me grow from conception to birth. Oh my God. From conception. So God already knew you were going to be a girl. I was going to be a boy. Huh? Yeah, in some states, I read this in some states they got you don't have to make a decision what gender you want to, you know, you want your child to be. Did y'all know that? This is real. This is this going on right now. You can wait and decide later. Just look down at the plumbing, baby. It'll tell you. See how smart people are? They got so smart that they just got they just got beside the God of this world 
has gouged out. When the Bible says the blindness of this world, that God is where has blind, it means it gouged out their eyes of understanding. It gouged their understanding that they, as brilliant as they are, they have no spiritual insight because the God of this world has blinded their mind because they allow it. This knowledge I'm talking to you about is true. Knowledge of darkness, it is true too. You open your, it's a lie to the truth. But people rather live a lie than to live in the light. Because the truth of light is going to make you make a decision. And if you're not ready to change, you're going to come, by, you're going to come out combated. You're going to fight. When I see people ready to fight, I pull away. Because I'm not here to fight you. I'm here to love you and help you. Why? Because you understand the love that God has for you. Hmm? I'm going to close with this. Y'all can go home early, eat y'all some good church's fried chicken today with an apple pie. Huh? Glory to God. It's <laughs> oh, Lord. Like an open book, you watch me grow from conception to birth. Think about that. You watch me grow. Don't you, none of y'all walk out of here and belittle yourself no more. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. All the stages. I don't care what I did. They were already spread out before. And God didn't, he didn't say, oh, that knucklehead, I'm just going to have to cast that boy aside. No, God say, that's my preacher boy. He don't even know it. They tell me when I was young, that's why I used to stand on the church step and be preaching to my friend. I don't even remember that. It's just like, oh, no, not me. Not what? Not me. Look at me today. Some of them look at me and say, man, I always kind of knew I thought you was going to kind of like be a preacher. I wonder how they thought that. I'm the last person to see it. Notice this. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life are all prepared. That's the part I want you to see right here. Before I even live one day. All your life is already laid out before God. As long as you search it, continue to look to him, he's going to guide the Holy Spirit. is going to navigate you in that spot. And that's, what you, that's what's happening right now. That's why you're here. The Holy Spirit is doing things in your heart because you're hearing the word. He's making changes, adjustments in your heart right now. Without you doing anything. Because why? You and I can't change you and I. It takes God inside who's already made the way for us. You've already been changed. You just got to allow that change 
to, that's in you to be displayed on the outside of you. And people will know, oh, they no, leave her alone. She belongs to God. You don't want, if you, if you start it, she going, that's how it's supposed to be. Did y'all learn anything today? Praise the Lord. I'm going to let y'all go early. That's all I have. I mean, I got more, but I think this is enough. This is a, a step in the direction of doing what? Of making you and I, preparing you and I what? To walk as what? The righteousness of God. No more substandard righteousness of belittling yourself or thinking this is the best. No. What could you do to raise your standard to walk in God's righteousness? What you think you're going to do? You're going to give up a billion dollars? 